1: Hootie and the Blowfish lead guitarist Mark Bryan rocks the Weinberg Center in Frederick, Maryland on Saturday night with the Screaming Trojans, a mix of his buddies from Seneca Valley and Gaithersburg High Schools. We spoke about him growing up in Maryland before meeting Darius Rucker at the University of South Carolina to form Hootie and the Blowfish with hits like Hold My Hand, Let Her Cry, Time, and Only Want to Be With You. Hey, Mark Bryan, hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Thank you so much for having me. Now we're talking because you're coming to the Weinberg center, um, along with the screaming Trojans. Uh, you know, everyone's going to know you from the you know, lead guitars from Hootie and the Blowfish, but this Weinberg show is cool. Cause it's the screaming Trojans, which I know is a bit of a, a local shout out to, to two local uh, high schools, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a Seneca Valley uh, screaming Eagle. And then a couple of my best buddies are Gaithersburg Trojans. So we mixed the two mascot names who come up with that band name and play shows around the area. And, uh, it's been a blast. We've been doing it the last decade or so, and uh, a bunch of our friends from growing up show up. And it's really cool to be able to play with guys who I grew up with, you know, that are still really talented musicians. And um, it's been a blast.
1: Awesome. So wait, so you were born in Silver Spring, but then you went to high school at Seneca. That's what you're saying. So did you move yeah, down in, after uh, that? Or?
0: We lived in Bethesda for
1: a little while and
0: then Montgomery Village. And I went to high school at Seneca and then went to college at University of South Carolina
1: gotcha now I want to talk uh, some high school shop with you really quick before we get into the, the concerts was was Seneca was that the Al Thomas days was he the head coach back then football it was yeah, yeah. I
0: played yeah. I played JV I did not play varsity under but I played JV while he was varsity coach and played basketball under coach Don and uh yeah it was, uh, those were those years. Solid, <laughs> solid athletics at Seneca Valley during that oh time. Oh my
1: God, legendary. No, so I, I don't, the only reason I know that is because um, my grandmother taught at Damascus High School for years. And that's where Al Thomas left Seneca and went and coached and won some state titles at Damascus after when I was growing up. We went to watch those games. But um Personally, I have a, a bone to pick with you because Seneca beat my senior year at Lingenor High School up in Frederick County. They beat us at the state championship at, at Raven Stadium. So come on, Screaming Eagles. I'm a little mad at the Screaming Eagles.
0: As if we didn't already have enough state championships under our belt probably at the time.
1: <laughs> I have no, no he, idea what it's up to now. It's it's ridiculous. He really did.
0: He, he racked up um quite a series of, of championships and and it's really cool. Like I see some of the t shirts sometimes when people walk around I'm like wow, they won a lot of state championships, and that's <laughs> impressive. And uh and yeah, he he had a good run, and and a lot of everyone speaks highly of him that played for him. You know, he was a great coach.
1: Yeah, I think, and then after that, I think it was like Changuris, I think. Chan Gurus. Anyway, by the, the time was, I was there, yeah.
0: Who was also uh, one of my JV coaches?
1: Wow, see, was, that's why that's why I had to throw out. The, I had to name. Josh he was my JV. He was guys. my
0: Chan Goris was my JV quarterbacks coach at Seneca Valley. Also, oh, a great wow. guy.
1: Yeah. wow yeah and by the time we were there his son was playing for him against us so yeah so oh that's so cool yeah that's man so, cool. so yeah the local ties run deep here but that's cool well yeah. you know the football thing is one thing but their biggest legacy is you you know you went on to such great success
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't know if i'd look at it like that but no myself and dean felber uh who also our bass player for Hootie, who's also was a screaming eagle um you know we we were in high school it's so funny because we were in a high school band with a couple of guys from Gaithersburg, uh, at the time, and our band was called Missing in Action or MIA, and we would play all the all the high school parties back in the day, and uh, and then it's just so funny all these years later to still be in a, a mixed Seneca Gaithersburg band. You know, just how it was <laughs> supposed to be. I guess you know.
1: That's awesome. So
0: obviously, and, and, the, and, the, and the reason that is, and I think I should point this out for anyone who's from the area, they uh, can understand is. At the time, Montgomery Village Avenue was a borderline that split whether or not you went to Seneca or Gaithersburg, depending on which side of Montgomery Village Avenue you lived on. And, not. and so um, a lot of our friends from junior high, we all ended up, we were best friends, but we all ended up going to two different, to, to different schools. So I think that there was something about that that brought those two schools together, you know.
1: I feel that, man. Did you guys have a, did you have like, a, um, up here, it was the same thing. It was Linganore and Urbana. And we, we played for the I-70 trophy. They took the sign off the road and put it on a trophy. Did you guys have anything with that? Did you take the road uh, sign of Montgomery Village? <laughs>
0: No, there were definitely some mascot things that happened, and then there were always these like fights at the McDonald's in Gatesburg Square. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. Well, we can't really joke about it because there's actually been an alarming number of uh, fights this year up up this way. I don't wait. Wait, where are yeah. you? Where, where are we talking? Where are we talking to you? Where, where's this? I'm country? in Charleston,
0: South Carolina. I've lived here for uh, you know twenty some years now.
1: Okay. Uh, 20, well, let let 20, let. Let's tie it all together for our listeners um, who are like, why are they talking about high school football? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so you went, so obviously you, like, you know, like you're saying, you've come full circle and you're playing with the band members, you know, from the high school Gaithersburg and Bergen. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> D- Dean and I, uh, you know, Dean and I played together in a high school band missing in action and both ended up coincidentally choosing university of South Carolina for college. Mm-hmm. And we got down there and li- and they put us on, two different dorm halls in the same building without us ever asking anything. And Darius lived on my hall. And then by sophomore year, Darius and Dean were roommates. So we all just became tight and started playing together right away. And, uh, and we're still together.
1: <laughs> and when he says the name Darius, we're, of course, talking about the legendary Darius Rucker, who's, you know, doing his own thing in country now. But you guys still reunite with Hootie all the time. And I think we just I just saw you guys. What was it? Your last tour at Um Merriweather? Um, it was yeah. awesome. It was so awesome. Yeah, you guys still bring show. it.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. Oh, that was a really great show. That was a special show for me, obviously. Um, And thank you for being there. Yeah, that means a lot.
1: Oh, absolutely. So do you guys play the, you know, at at this uh, Weinberg center show up here in Frederick, Maryland, do you guys play any of the Hootie stuff or is it more like, you know, your, your midlife priceless? uh, It's a uh, mix, you
0: know, I'm going to do, I'll do uh, probably five to seven Hootie songs that the screaming Trojans know. I mean, just the other day, the guy set me up and had an idea. Why don't we do this one this way? You know? So we're definitely doing some Hootie in the show. I I would say, you know, a third of the set would be Hootie stuff that I've, either written co-written or written or whatever um and then some of the hits and stuff and then um a lot and then we'll do some of the songs from my recent record midlife priceless and then we'll do, then we do a series of covers because here's the beautiful thing about screaming trojans when we were coming up playing these all these songs our drummer ricky sleazak could always play rush and zeppelin and police and all the best drummers and everything sure and but we never could Sing, we never, you know, it was hard to play that stuff at parties because no, we nobody could sing like that high. You know, those songs were their tenor vocals. You know, oh my so. god, yeah. And so we just never had a singer that could pull it off until Scott Tucker, and that's when the Screaming Trojans began. And so Scott Tucker not only sings harmony with me on the hootie and hootie stuff and my solo stuff, but he, what well, he can sing, Zeppelin, Police, Rush. So we're doing all of these <laughs> songs from our childhood that we could never do live back then, we can only do them in our basement. Now we're doing them live. And so it's just kind of this like teen teenage garage rock fun thing that, but it's really good. I mean, it's, it's a really good band. It's a, Ricky's an amazing drummer I and mean, he's world-class. Um, Lip is the bass player and he's one of my best friends of all time and he went from playing keyboard and missing in action in high school to becoming a really good bass player and a guitar player. He's a, a, a jukebox of songs. Yeah. And then, um, Kevin Heister, who's a, a local guy, lives in uh, Bucky's town over there. And, uh, um, oh, yeah. he, yeah. And he plays around and his son, Michael Heister is opening the show. And they play around Frederick area, do a lot of pub shows around Maryland and stuff. And
1: Oh, if he's um, in if he's from Bucky's town, he just heads right up, you know, 85 and he's at the Weinberg in like 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. Yeah. He's, he's, right he's here. either
0: in Urbana or Bucky's town. I can't remember which, but you can see Sugarloaf from his house. And he's oh. right over there. So, um, and so, I mean, it's a very cool local show, and it's just going to be so much fun.
1: Oh, the Weinberg. Have you played Weinberg Center before? It's a historic spot up here in Frederick.
0: I have not. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we we wanted to do it right. We wanted to bring it. Like, we've been playing around the Maryland, D.C. area as much as we can. Virginia, for our fans from that area. But we keep making everybody where we're from drive over to Annapolis or Northern <laughs> yeah. Virginia. And so I thought, well, why don't we do something where everybody lives, all those folks. And, uh, and, and we landed at Weinberg center and I'm just thrilled. I'm, I'm honored to, to be able to be able to play there. And even if we only fill the, the floor section, it'll still be a very uh, fun rocking evening uh, successful. to us, that's what we're looking to do is just is uh, make sure that the people that want to see us are there and get to see a great show. And hopefully they spread the word to their friends and we pack the place out. So, uh, but either way, it's going to be an amazing night. We've added a, uh, a rock school i'm not sure of the name but we've added a rock school to the bill so that's going to be fun having some local kids play early including michael heister who's kevin's son i was talking about who is just super talented um so we'll showcase him that night too
1: that's awesome yeah you're you're gonna love it it's one of those you know like old i believe it was like a movie palace back in like the 20s you know and then they somebody chose-
0: told me that yeah
1: They've renovated it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's going to be a fun spot. And Frederick, if you haven't been up here in a while, I mean, I know you're, you know, Germantown area, Gettysburg, but um, the restaurant scene and it's really coming back. I mean, post pandemic, it's I guess slowly starting to get back open. But yeah, it's really, it's really nice. You'll like it. I was
0: up there recently uh, last year when we were rehearsing for our Ramshead show, and I stayed in town and uh, noticed that. I noticed like all this new stuff going on, but then there's all the history and the. uh, all the old buildings are still there and it's just this there's a it reminded me of a lot of the sort of mid-size um towns in the south south through southeast and and Mm -hmm. frederick reminded me of that a little bit where it's like kind of kind of growing uh a lot a lot of people moving there and it's getting this like kind of newer vibe you know to to, to a historic site you know it's kind of cool i've been seeing that happen a lot up and down the coast and that's cool that it's happening to frederick
1: definitely well you're speaking thanks for the segue speaking of the the old stuff mixed with the new stuff let's we've talked a lot about the new band uh let's uh, give me a time have a little bit of time for some memories of of the hoodie days so i know you kind of, of alluded you alluded to it you know you guys formed um all as you know down the hall roommates and stuff, my <laughs> dorm mates at University of South Carolina but take me into those early days before Crack for Review like were you just we interviewed Darius a couple years ago I believe I'm trying to remember what he was saying you were just sort of selling tapes out of the back of vans and traveling up and down the coast so remind me of those early struggling days
0: That's it man I mean we we uh we were we, we kind of became known as Hootie and the Bluefish during our college years and it was too late to change the name by the time we were seniors, so we just went with it. And
1: we, <laughs> Wait, where'd it come from, though? How, wh- what was the name? What was the name?
0: It was the nickname of two guys that were in this vocal group with Darius that was part of a university called Carolina Alive. And he nicknamed them. One of them looked like an owl, and one of them looked like Dizzy Gillespie with puffy cheeks. <laughs> and he nicknamed them Hootie and Blowfish, and they walked into a party together, and uh, there, there was your name. And, and at the time, we never knew anything was come from us. We were like, sure, that, that's fine. That name will be fine. <laughs> and then we became known as that. And so we couldn't change it. And then everyone thought Darius was Hootie and he didn't really want to be. He was like, <laughs> nah. But then he finally just accepted it. And I guess he still explains, hey, I'm not really. Hootie. Some people yeah. you know, still don't get it. And that's fine. It's worked out for us. You know, it wasn't my first. It wouldn't have been my first choice as a name if, if, back then if you had asked me. Uh, if I would known that all this was going to happen, but, yeah. you know, maybe it's part of why all this happened. So I, I, I can't say, any, you know, anything bad about our name, even though it wasn't my first
1: <laughs> <story>. <laughs> So it was just a catchy name, but now, now you're, t- if he's Hootie, you're one of the blowfish and it just happened that way. So it's, I guess so. I-, I mean, you know,
0: he, you know, him, him having the uh, country career and the solo career yeah. as Darius Rucker, I think helps a lot. And uh, I think there's a lot of people now who know Darius Rucker don't even know about Hootie. So, you okay, know, hands down. Yeah, so I think it'll all come full circle in the long run, um, and and so anyway, we we became known as Hooting the Blowfish um, by senior year, and so we started getting gigs outside of Columbia. You know, we had been playing Columbia for three years, all the bars, all the frats, and everything, and we started getting gigs at other colleges and and like playing Charleston and that kind of thing. And next thing we knew, you know, it was growing quick. You know, if thirty people came the first time, fifty were there the next time, and then a hundred. <laughs> Yeah. so we started doing that in as many towns as we could around the southeast and started making cassettes and cds uh you know ep size cassettes and cds that we would sell at our shows and at some of the local record stores and eventually uh the crowds got really big in some markets and then we were selling as many of our ep in the record stores as like you know rem and red hot chili peppers and two yeah. and so the labels started going, who's this local band selling like hotcakes, like all these <laughs> other bands. And, and that's when they came to look at us and there was a line out the door and, and the rest is history. And the, and the best way to, to read that story really is it just got released this past spring. And it's a uh, Tim Summers book. Uh, I believe it's called only Want to be with you. And he, he's the guy, he's the A&R rep from Atlantic that signed us back in oh, okay. 93. And, um, and he tells the story just eloquently. I mean, you know, I, I read it when he put the book out. I was like, You know, I couldn't have told it better myself. I lived it, and I I was still hanging on every page. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a really really good book.
1: Awesome! I'm sure he appreciates the plug. Everybody, everybody, check that out um awesome all right well so then of course then crack review comes you know and that's that just is it's to this day it's still one of the top selling albums ever because that was back when everyone was buying cds so man that thing just caught on wildfire um what was it was it what was the show was it the letterman show i think you did let her cry it was was that when you got mainstream like not, yeah it was like, hold worldwide? my hand
0: it was hold my hand hold my on head. Letterman, and he that's when he held the cd up and said if you don't know this something's wrong with you you know or something like <laughs> that and uh it blew up Right after that. But, you know, it felt like a, a macro version of what had happened ar- around the southeast, you know, and I think it just was this element of us being the right band at the right time with the right sound for whatever reason. And uh, and it, it blew up quick. And, and, you know, it was wonderful for us because we didn't we never had to put on any pretense or move to L.A. or, pre, pre, you know, try to be something we weren't. It was just the, the four of us making music the way we had done for the five years before that since college and it just blew up. Oh, yeah. uh, so it felt felt really good. Felt genuine.
1: Awesome, awesome! Oh, the gen and the you guys all sound and just you could tell the the genuine and and authentic and it just you know it just came through the the speakers and, and our screens and and yeah it, it, we we loved you. Um, if you have a second, I'd love to do a deep dive on some of those famous hits because I know sure. you mentioned you'll be yeah. playing a couple of them at the Weinberg, so let's give let's tease them a little bit. So I guess hold my hand would have been one would have been the first one. Do you do you remember where you were you know in the studio putting that one together? Who yeah, which no, of you I, wrote I, a- it? You know.
0: Yeah. that's actually a great segue for you to give to me here because we haven't really mentioned sony yet who was our drummer who joined in 89 our senior year of college and the first song he brought in was hold my hand <laughs> and uh and i remember sitting with him and and i came up with that little lick over top of it while he's while he's playing it right away and and you know it was written as is uh, he already had all the verses and everything written as
1: this is, is jim sonfeld yep okay
0: and um uh, that, that was the first thing thing he brought in because the whole idea was hey i want like we we needed a drummer but we wanted somebody who was going to be into doing original music and he was in a cover band but looking to he was writing songs looking to play original music so it was the perfect fit and uh that was the first song he brought in which is hilarious and he also just put out a book while we're plugging books plug away (laughs) uh, yeah i he just wrote his book um recently too and it's more about his story although it does tell the hootie story from his per- perspective but i think it's more about his personal journey than than the hootie story sure uh, sure but anyway i wanted to plug that
1: too so plug it hit, out, hey, hey if you think, of, if you, if you think of any more keep plugging. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, we only have two right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, By the end of this interview, we'll have a third. But uh, all right.
0: <laughs> all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the
1: Unidentified Alien podcast,
0: or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide
1: uh, all right. How about let her cry? Cause that to, to, this day, I think is one of the greatest songs of, of the, of the whole nineties era. I mean, it is, uh, ha, ha, was that based on anyone's experience of, you know, going to oh, the back and watching her get high and all that. And, you Darius, know, it's just, Darius oh, tells the
0: story of, uh, he came home drunk one night, late night. And we used to go you know, five points Columbia hard back in those days. And you don't even go out till 11 PM. So I'm sure we're talking like 4 AM kind of stuff here, 3 AM. <laughs> and he's, he gets home and he's he would always listen to uh bonnie Raitt. and so and 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 then he that night when he is out he had heard she talks to angels for the first time
1: mm, yes and
0: he made the he made our buddy yeah and he yeah. made our buddy the bartender play it again and again he's like that song's amazing so he got home he's like i want to write she talks to angels for bonnie Raitt. wow and that's and let her cry is what came out wow and uh, I think that's a great story. <laughs> it is a great story.
1: <laughs> he woke wow. up the next morning and that's
0: that's what he had, you know, just this drunken version of like, you know, trying to write his version of She Talks to Angels for, for, for Bonnie for Ra- if Bonnie Raitt were going to sing it or, or maybe to her or something, you know, like he didn't really know. And then uh, later he confessed that he kind of, he, he probably switched the roles like it's him in the song, but he says, he's like acting like he's talking about the girl, but it's oh, really yeah. him
1: really wow. Ah, so and then, the girl goes back and finds him high and says oh yeah he's, he's, like when he says that there's like he's, the, pain one, in his he's the one
0: that's in pain dude he's the one that's in pain not the girl but he's singing about the girls if she yeah. were in pain yeah
1: wow. but anyway
0: yeah and uh I, and then my first memory of playing that is at the brewery in raleigh north carolina we were <laughs> we were at soundcheck and darius was kept playing it because he had just written it and he couldn't stop playing it so <laughs> We were, we just started playing along with them and and we all like after the fourth time through, everybody had good parts and you know, that was it, you know, (laughs) and then that also has a good story where we were opening for Dylan fence in, uh, at the Georgia theater in Athens and we had just done our set and we played that song for the first time, let her cry live. And, um, and so we, we said that on stage and we were like, we don't even have a name for it yet. And so we then after our set, we're out there watching Dylan Fence, and this kid walks up and goes, hey, Bo, it's me and Darius and standing there. And he goes, hey, Bo, uh, you know, that song y'all played, but you didn't have a name. Oh, I, th- I think you just call it Let Her Cry because the b- gonna cry, b- or Let Her Cry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow.
0: That's how and the title I, came about? <laughs> I swear to God. So that's how we named the song. And I mean, I know you're gonna have to beep all that out. and I'm sorry but, uh, that is the true story. And I love that story.
1: (laughs) Oh, thanks for, thanks for sharing it. Thanks for sharing that. That's great. Um, but no, I mean, it is an all timer. I mean, just from the opening line, it's just visual storytelling. It's she sits alone by a lamppost and then, Oh, it's just, it's just great. It's great. Um, all right. Well, if that's sort of a, on a somber tragic note, then only want to be with you is more of an upbeat, you know, kind of a a fun one. Um, and any stories of how that came together. And I
0: started, I started playing that lick, um, I think it's Dylan Fence influence, actually, because we were doing a lot of shows with them at the time and um and, and Darius kind of noticed that, and he was like, Yeah, that, that sounds like it could be a Dylan Fence song. And I'm like, sure enough, like it had it had that kind of just good energy. And so he wrote those those lyrics about uh, Dylan sitting on a fence, and he was singing to his girlfriend about like a Bob Dylan song and uh, and then I also remember trying to play the rhythm of it like pinball Wizard you know like ding 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 i remember when i was writing lick i was like i want i want to get the energy of pinball wizard into this so somehow you know like that double time strum wow um, Those are my <laughs> early memories.
1: the who and bob dylan combined to inspire that one <laughs> and dylan fence yeah, yeah dylan fence <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah totally and then um, and then darius d- didn't he didn't think it should be on Cracked review he thought it was like too cheesy or something, and so he he was like trying to vote to get it off a of cracker review and then later it became one of the biggest singles he, and he came back to uh, everybody's like i was wrong <laughs> I'm sorry i was wrong yeah he i still would... tells that story to this day too
1: <laughs> that's awesome yeah so i guess and the dolphins make me cry is obviously because you know Darius is a huge Miami Dolphins fan but what what was it for you was it the the commanders i'm, I'm still not who? used to that yet i got to get i'm, I'm still sorry. not used to that yet man i'm sorry you you know what they both stink just yeah. as much <laughs> These days, we've gone 30 years of a, of a drought, man.
0: Yeah, the, the product hasn't
1: changed either way, no matter what you call it. And it won't until uh, Dan Snyder changes and we get a new owner. That probably. seems but to be the truth at this. So point. wait, hang yes. on. Sorry, side tangent. Did you go to RFK a bunch growing up? The Joe Gibbs glory. Years? I
0: did, I did. I went to RFK my whole life. Went to the last game at RFK against Dallas, where we won triumphantly to go to the playoffs or or to knock them out of the playoffs or something. Yeah, and then um.
1: Did you get a piece uh, of the field? You know how people were ripping I did.
0: I got a piece of the field. I don't have it anymore. I planted it in an old house or something. But I uh-huh. do have, I do have, I knocked out the back of this my grandfather's season ticket seats. Oh, nice. Um, and I have that. And it's in my man cave. I have a seat from RFK and like a little the panel from a seat. At my grandfather's seat at
1: good Arden. memories yeah i used to go with my grandfather it's just good memories and, and the fact that it was like an exclusive like you didn't you couldn't be as many people there you know it was a smaller stadium and the stand shook and stuff it, nothing like it nothing like it
0: they let they let people kick out the seats that day yeah everybody was doing it so i did went and did it And like uh, it's just cool to have it's really cool to have
1: so cool. All right. Well, I just I needed to know what team made you cry in that when you play that song. All right. Well, one, one more off of that album. We got to talk time because it's my father's favorite song of your guys. So um, why do you think well, that that is man that if the other ones are like, you know, universal relationship stuff, time, I feel like is more transcendent dealing with like a more big concept of, of time itself. But
0: that was that was sort of uh, Darius and Sonny wrote that together lyrically. And I think it was kind of Sony thinking big, like "hold my hand," kind of anthemic. And then Darius personalized it a little more, and it comes off amazingly well. <laughs> it's just <laughs> beautiful. I love playing that song because it's powerful live. And we did a live video of it here in Charleston at the North Charleston Coliseum. That you know is the video for that track, mm. and it's live. You know, we didn't put the uh, the album version. On the video, it's it's a live video, and uh, so that's that's fun to check out if you like that song. Um, it's got a lot of energy, obviously. It's, it was done locally, which is cool.
1: Great song. Great song. Well, thank you for taking us into a deep dive. We won't go into all, I mean, drowning there all, there were so many other good ones on Man, there. Man, you
0: yeah. know, we can go all day, but then now we're, we're writing my
1: book. That's the third book we were talking about. Well, I'm sure you'll play all of those at the Wineberry. That'll bring it back around. Um, but actually- I would say this. Um, hey, hey,
0: everybody visit me at uh, Mark Bryan music on Insta or Mark Bryan on Facebook. And and um, it might be Mark Bryan Hootie on Facebook. And t- and tell me what you want to hear, you know, like dude, pipe in on on my uh, posts about the show and tell me what songs you want to hear. That'll help me put my set list together and play the songs that I know people want to hear. So, um, yeah. you know, shout them out, folks.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, see, it's interactive. Shout them out on social and on the website. Absolutely. Can I? Know, I, I need to we, make. Can I request at least one off of Fairweather Johnson, uh, "Old Man and Me" or "Tuckers Town"? I mean, that's I, it's underrated. You know, everyone always holds it up against "Crack Review," but like, it wasn't as big. But I thought it was pretty damn big, and it, I love those songs.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, you definitely can can put those up for uh, for a vote. I, I will tell you that I'm planning on doing uh, "Honey Screw" from from Fairweather Johnson already. Okay. Uh, so there you go. We're you know we're we're trying to go a little deep here. Do you ever do I go like blind I said,
1: off the friend soundtrack? Does anyone ever definitely request that?
0: Definitely doing that one. Definitely doing that one.
1: Okay. So that's a must. That's a go-to. Yeah, all the, I mean all the hit, all the ones you named
0: earlier and I go blind will all be on the list for sure.
1: Okay, great. Not to mention some of your favorite deep cuts, I'm sure. Well, before we go, I have to ask, do you have a favorite of the Darius Rucker uh, you know, post hootie? Well, I guess not post-hootie, the concurrently parallel career with Hootie, because you're still going. Uh, any of the favorite country I have, songs?
0: I have two favorites. Um, one is it won't be like this for long. Oh, so good. Um, I have like, physically bald listening to that song. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so good. because well, you got kids, too. I mean, that, I mean. Yes, and yeah.
0: I knew his kids. I know his kids. And, and I, at the time, like, I knew, you know, that, yeah. and we were both, we both had young kids at the time. I mean, yeah, that song was great. And then um, I also really like Comeback Song. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm more a fan of the less country vibe. I'm more of a rock guy. Like, I, I, I sort of like the more crossover yeah. vibe, you know.
1: Well, that one was a cool double meaning, too, because it was a, a, a guy asking the girl to come back, but also it was like his comeback, in, you know, into country. And, you know what I mean? It would kind of worked yeah. on multiple levels.
0: It's a, it's, just a, it's also a really good song. And, and we, we 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 did a lot of his songs live or like because we were still doing the Charleston show every year yeah. while he was coming up through the country thing. And so we were playing whatever his hit was at the time in Charleston. I remember playing comeback song one year and i was like oh i, I could play this song every night it's really fun <laughs> so if it's a fun guitar song too you know
1: yeah even up here at maryweather i mean it's 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 kind of cool because you 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 busted out a couple darius solo countries we, did. we did all right. right yeah
0: yeah we i mean why not you know i mean he's uh he's done great like and, and people love those songs i mean you know that's that's all that's what playing lies all about creating those moments so of course yeah. we're gonna do that
1: It's such a signature voice and such a signature sound. It wouldn't be the same without your, your guitar. And it's so cool that you're from our area and thanks for taking time to join us on WTOP. I assume you probably listened to us growing up.
0: I did. WTOP was my CBS affiliate, my entire uh, childhood. So um, this is an honor to be speaking with you. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for helping me promote the show at the Weinberg center in Frederick, Maryland.
1: On Saturday, October 22nd, 8 p.m., get your tickets now, winebirdcenter.org. It's Mark Bryan, famously of Hootie and the Blowfish, but this time we'll be playing with the Screaming Trojans for all you high school uh, football fans.
0: (laughs) Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, whatever you want to plug. This is my REM tribute
1: band, Voice of Harold. You got an REM tribute band too? Yes. Where do they, is it up and down East coast or cross country? Where do We've play? only
0: played two shows and they've both are been down here near, you know, one in Wilmington, one in Charleston, but um, it's fun. And we're, you know, we're just, we the four of us are doing it for fun on the side, but we get to play all the REM classics, which is awesome. just so fun.
1: Do you, do you are you going to bring them up to, to voice of Herald up to Maryland?
0: DC? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll, hopefully. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's why I'm telling everybody about it now. If you, if you want a good REM tribute band up, you know, hire us. <laughs> <laughs> there you go it's you really it's really fun it's just something really different and really cool so
1: hey bust out some losing my religion or something at the Weinberg and then, you know plant some seeds you know
0: I might have to tease it a little yeah
1: <laughs> thanks so much for doing this uh you were really generous with your time I thank appreciate you. it sir
0: thank you very much
1: all right talk to soon see you at the show all right see you